who knocks. Huh? Huh? Oh, no. <laughs> Why don't you do something with your life? You contribute nothing to society. Good morning, Vietnam! Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? You know my code. Hose before bros. You can't handle the truth. Guys, your girlfriend. Woof. Nobody calls me mad dog. Especially not some dooted up egg sucking gutter trash. Well, welcome, listeners, to this very special 10th episode edition of My First Time, where we are not doing some sort of pop cultural rewind today, examining some treasure or otherwise of the past. We're just going to sit around today and have a have a little bit of a chat, a pop culture related chat, talk about some of the, the big issues in our minds in uh, film, TV, music, things like that. So it's going to be a little bit different, but uh, we're all here. The regulars are here. Eden? Yo. Eden? Hello there, gentlemen. So thank you for joining us, listener. Eden? Yeah. What is bugging you at the moment? What's something yeah. uh, whirring through your tight little mind? <laughs> Nice intro, thanks. <laughs> it's getting loose today, people. <laughs> All right, well, the, I, I've got one down that I think that everyone is kind of feeling at the moment. Can I, I guess? Yeah, go no, for it, because no, I think you know what it is. For at home, I literally don't know what you are raising. That but is if true. you say everyone is feeling it, yeah. is it something to do with superheroes? It's actually not to do necessarily or like directly with superheroes. Okay, go on then. But it is... To do with remakes, sequels, uh, and reboots. <laughs> had it on my list. Of course you did, because goddammit, it is time to stop, isn't it? Like, I'm just so... I get so mad every time I see that they're either rebooting a franchise, remaking a movie, or doing an unnecessary sequel. Because I'm just... I want new movie. I want new In things. In your mind, is... Has Blade Runner 2049 been an unnecessary sequel, regardless of how good that movie is or isn't. Yep. Is this the straw on the camel's back? Do you just wish it hadn't been made and that Blade Runner had just been left as a single entity? Honestly, yes. I mean, I I haven't seen the sequel yet, but like, I really just don't think it needed to be made. I feel like they're going over their old properties because they are looking for established audiences and they're going, well... Let's make this. We know it's got an audience. The first one was great. People will come and see this new movie. So I was listening to a different podcast, uh, one that's <gasps> a little bit you more. You listen to other podcasts. Yeah. I barely listen you to this adulterous. one. <laughs> uh, it was actually one about pop culture, a little bit more credible than us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the dagger through my heart. Um, and they were chatting to a director. Who, oh, the sort of podcast that can actually get yeah. high-profile people in. <laughs> yeah, get actual stars. Uh, they were chatting to a director, and he wouldn't name the company, but he was pitching uh, his new idea for a film, walked into uh, said film studio, wouldn't say which one it was, but it was a big one of the big ones is what he said, walked in, said, here's my idea, and the head CEO or boss or whatever said, oh, sorry, I think we're of, I think you have come to the wrong place or I think you've got a little bit of a not sure a, a misunderstanding of what we do here we don't do original content we oh. only do remakes reboots uh, and sequels 
That makes me so mad. So this is not even just our perspective. This is a conscious decision from yeah. the industry. I, I, I want to. Oh. I feel like the counterpoint to this yeah. is to look at sequels and reboots that have been good and that yeah. I think perhaps you enjoy. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about. I know you're a Star Trek fan. Yeah. Oh, is the... he? I didn't. I had no idea. Do you like Star Trek? Oh yeah, you know I dabble. That doesn't come up on the podcast. <laughs> My no. first time, aka Eden links everything to Star Trek. Uh, but what about the recent movies? They've been good. Yeah, no, I've really enjoyed the new movies, and I understand. Is it wrong for them to like do no, that? Like, I un- I understand where they're coming from. Like, so yes, you're saying like the other side, like they make. Sometimes they make sometimes some good movies, and they can sure. get some good money, and it's an established audience, so it's sort of easy for them. Yeah. Mm. Um. I still feel like a lot of the time it's an unnecessary grab where I I think I would prefer either a new Star Trek movie. I mean, there's thousands oh, yeah, yeah. of Star so Trek movies. So follow-up question. So the movies have rebooted the, uh, the uh, I was going to say William Shatner, the, the Kirk storyline, the Kirk-Spock yeah. storyline. Yeah. Is it different to, say, make something entirely new like the recent TV show, Star Trek Discovery? Is that correct? Pull up a chair, Dan. I, uh... <laughs> Is that more acceptable than just re-telling a whole storyline right. of a character? I might just head out. Yeah, 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 okay. you guys yeah. Aiden, you just go no, and... Do you need me here at all? Sit down! I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, the, the rebooted Star Trek movies are technically still in-universe. They, they have, like, canonized this alternative timeline. Oh, right. Because yeah, Spock... Leonard Nimoy was in the first film, Exactly. Right? Spock went from the 24th century... Uh, back in time, he followed the the Romulan yeah, yeah, ship no, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, fine, 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 fine. But it's the it's called the Kelvin timeline. Uh, again, too so much it can detail. therefore exist in conjunction with the other things. It didn't actually Sorry. rewrite history Guys, in Star you, Trek. Did you hear that? It was the sound of every girl that listened to this podcast turning their phone off. Because they're <laughs> throwing so... it out of the traveling car. <laughs> I don't need this anymore. <laughs> Give it a chance, guys. Just answer the question. Are you happier with, like, whole new product within the universe? Uh, I am happier with Discovery than I am with the reboots, because I didn't think the reboots necessarily added to it. Nah, you're you're splitting hairs here. It's still a Star Trek thing. It's not a new thing. It's still part of Star Trek. And yet you refuse to get behind the expanse. (laughs) You refuse to get behind the greatest (laughs) sci-fi film of the last 20, TV series of the last 20 years. I can't can't get into it. You're done. Next question. No, no, no. Just before we move on from here, uh, I... I have to disagree with you. I'm really enjoying, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before in our little plug segment, the DuckTales uh, remake that's just been released 30 years after uh, the original television show went to air. Now, I don't watch cartoons anymore. I watch like BoJack Horseman on Netflix, but that's that's about it. This has got me hooked. I love it so much, and I wouldn't watch kids' cartoons (laughs) But I have because I have that established memory, that established brand, that established yeah. universe that yeah. I've been sucked straight I guess, back into. That's where reboot, reboots work, right? They, yeah. they take yeah. you back to a treasured memory and revive it and but, give it life again. Yeah. Exactly. But like, do, I, I guess what is the ratio between like good and bad reboots or remakes or unnecessary sequels? Like, well, 
just the other, just this week, I was reading that Men in Black's getting a spin-off with none no. of the original cast members. Will oh. Smith's not even in it. They're just doing it in the Men in Black See, sort of universe. I wonder if maybe that's a better way to go. Maybe. I don't like, know. But for me, a film without Will Smith what? is not as good as a film with Will Smith. Here's a terrible reboot that really backs that? up your argument of find something freaking new to do. Why would they make The Mummy again? Oh. With uh, Tom Cruise. Okay. That's dreadful. I'm going to have to call you up there. You obviously haven't seen it. Obviously. It's not in the same universe. No, it's but separate. It's no, the, no, it's completely separate. But they're, they're using the, 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 the title and the name. Mm. It's just the title. Uh, but see, like, things... It wasn't very good. I'm not, I'm not saying the film was good, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's, it's actually not linked to the actually, other one in any way. Even worse. We, had, we talked about Cruel Intentions on our last podcast, and I've since become aware that there is talk of a Cruel Intentions TV show and or stage play. <laughs> what well, that's sold. talk about unnecessary rebooting. Oh my God, a stage show? Oh, no, I'm sort of with you, Eden. I feel yeah. like it does, because of how successful it is, and we're probably all a little bit guilty of supporting this. Like, yeah, definitely, definitely. All been to go see things that we have loved in the past. It probably is preventing new original concepts from getting off yeah. the ground. Like you said, The Expanse is really good. It's based on a book, it's, uh, but original content. They're not remaking something from before. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. It's uh, one of those rare... But it has I, no I said, link for you, so you've <laughs> got to work harder to get into it. You've yeah. got to uh, learn a whole new universe. Yeah. It's harder work. Yeah. Um, I still think, though, I was going to say, like, you know, Star Wars, they did Force Awakens, which people kind of criticized for being just basically a, re- a retelling of the original movie. Um, but then Rogue One, I thought, was a really good movie in that it was essentially just a, another story in the Star Wars universe. I yeah. thought that was cool. The new Fuller House is. <laughs> oh, no. You legit like that, though. I really Do you do. actually like Fuller House? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Dan's wife. Ash and I text about Fuller House from time to time. <laughs> Your wife watches Fuller House? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> she loves it. Oh, yeah. my God. She has now thoroughly given up on it, so you won't be oh, getting season too three, many Season three's out at the moment, Ash. Get it. Check it out. season of that? Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, my God. <laughs> Moving on. We've exhausted that topic. Oh. Aiden, throw us something new to talk about. That's just We're all getting angry from that. <laughs> That question. Well, I wanted to bring up um, brainwashing because Ooh, wow. uh, when it comes to children or or even younger siblings... By Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Just a subtle plug there? I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't hear anything. Huh, I really want to play Mario now. Nintendo. <laughs> I'm not talking about blatant brainwashing from a cl- corporate conglomerate. I'm talking about, like, do you... <laughs> We're not going to let this go? Sorry. No. <laughs> Complete your question. We've sort of talked about this in the podcast before in, in, in a small way, I think, on the Breakfast Club episode. But um, do you show your children the things that you love or your younger brother or sister? Uh, is it a, for the best or for, for the better or actually just like making them dislike it because you're forcing them to watch it. Let's semi-answer this from personal history. Do a quick whip around. Is there something that your parents introduce you to that has been influential or or much appreciated? Uh, Yes, everything, basically. What's what's one thing? Just give us one example. Star Trek? Right. No more Star Trek. (laughs) So so your dad and you are... I'm presuming your dad. Are you talking about your dad or your mum? Yeah, I'm talking about my dad. Yeah, like, okay. So uh, are you guys pretty similar? Yeah, very similar in yeah. the things that we like. 
Um, but like Star Wars, Star Trek, Lost in Space, like pretty old school things that he grew up with when he was a kid and then rediscovered on VHS at the video store, um, showed me and I was like, I love it. Yeah, well, for me, um, a lot of like old 80s comedies, like Dad got me into sort of Groundhog Day and oh, Blues yeah. Brothers and all that sort mm-hmm. of like spin-offs from Saturday Night Live sort of films like Wayne's World and stuff like that. And like we watched that stuff together and then I loved it because he loved it and I do genuinely love that stuff. Yeah, my dad introduced me to lots of really great uh, old school British comedy like the, the two Ronnies and Morecambe and Wise and and shows like that. And I think even though I think I just found Monty Python on ABC, I think the fact that he liked it and would watch it with me and things like that was was cool and, and yeah. had a big influence on how I developed as a as a young person. Yeah, yeah. I'm pro brainwashing. I, I think yeah. looking back in hindsight, I'm pro brainwashing. So you, you'll do it, you think, with I your de- son? I definitely think I will. Like I like my dad, even music, like he was so into his music and that it's clearly rubbed off on me. Like I work in music now, so it's like I think it's for the better. Yeah, yeah. Eden Junior, yeah. are you going to make him watch all this stuff too? I think so. Yeah, definitely. I I feel like it. Uh, it sort of it isn't it like sort of a good education in a way. Like but, it's but it, the, it's not saying that you have to like it, but it's like look at what existed a long time ago. But the like, question is whether you let them discover it for themselves, like accidentally stumble on it and then discover that they genuinely like mm. it without your influence. I guess that's where you draw the line. I of think there it. has to be a balance, but I, but I think that you should, I think a parent should be exposing their children to interesting things yeah. in the world of cinema and TV mm. and things like that. And I think maybe perhaps the key is that if they hate something to just drop it, like yeah. let it go, like, you know, like, that's fine. They can reject that thing. It doesn't mean you can't find something else yeah. and there let were, them develop their own there were things loves that, as well. There were things that my dad showed me that I remember hating and just being like, no, nah, not interested. Um, but then as a like maybe a teen or even early 20s, I checked it out again and was like, oh, yeah, no, this is good. Like, uh, I don't think it tainted it for me. I just didn't like it at the time. He dropped it and came back to it later in life and had an appreciation for it. That's true. Like, I was never into, like, blues sort of music. Yeah. And my dad was, like, loved it. And I was just like, as a teenager, you want, you know, big high-energy music and stuff. You don't want the slow bluesy type riffs and whatever. And looking back in hindsight, I do quite like it now. Like, I'll chuck that stuff on as well. Not as much, but I can definitely appreciate it as an adult. It's managed mm. to broaden your horizons, yeah. and I yeah. think that's a positive thing. I agree. I've just got a simple statement. There is too much damn TV. Whoa. That's a... Agree or disagree? I I think it's true. I want to get your opinion on it. I agree that there is too much TV, especially if you're classing Netflix and all of the streaming services we have, like the countless streaming services. That is that is the modern day modern day TV, definitely. but I still feel like we're in the golden age of television. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of quality TV out there. There's probably a lot of trash as well that doesn't get much. Talk, I think the but... difficulty is, and where I'm coming from with this, is that yes, it's the golden age of what is being made, but I don't think it's the golden age of viewing. It is the golden age of creation, not the golden age of viewing. And what I mean by that is I I feel like you used to really be able to, you would sink your teeth into something and you would be able to, maybe probably on DVD back in the day or even VHS, you would be able to finish a season of something and you wouldn't 
there would there would be nothing really for you to go on to straight away, and you'd sort of be able to savor the moment a bit. Mm. Whereas I feel like now, when I finish a season or something, it's like, oh my god, I got to start the next thing immediately because I'm you're so far behind with all the good stuff that's out there. Yeah. That there's this constant pressure to be like just churning, churning, churning. I'm going to sound like an old man here, but I as well miss appointment viewing. And I know, like, it's great that we have everything on demand and we can watch whatever we want, but I miss the conversation the day after. Friends went to air and we're all talking about what Joey did last night. Like that just doesn't happen anymore because everyone watches TV shows at all different times. And so you don't have those conversations in workplaces about like, oh, did you see uh, such and such on Rove Live last night? Yeah, but that's, I think, why reality TV is ruling the roost because in my school, like I I work with mostly females, they will all talk about The Bachelor the next day at lunch or The Bachelorette, you know, like that sort of stuff still has water cooler impact. And so I remember thinking like a year ago, I'm like, man, TV stations are going to be dead. But they won't be because there are still, like you said, there are people that want that moment to be able to go to work the next yeah. day and talk about the thing that happened and it's but it's community. Also, but it's also yeah. uh, on that that you brought up all it earlier, there's too much TV. So even if you are watching the show that's on that night, the chances are that other people aren't watching the show. Like it's just, yeah, yeah. you miss that cultural significant moment growing up where you're all watching the same thing that like the Seinfeld finishing oh. episode and everyone I was that was at primary school for me and yeah me too I remember everyone it. talked about that the next yeah, day yeah. like everyone the teachers and the students <laughs> and do, and you sort of live in fear now of oh my gosh if I don't watch this now someone's got to spoil it for me yeah so you've got to there's this frantic desire to try and keep up and keep abreast of all these things and it's just too much there's too much quality tv it's the golden age but not for viewing i as well want less shows that both my wife and i want to watch i've got too many shows that i'm (laughs) waiting for her to be free up that we can watch together that does suck that really annoying yeah because I've got the time to watch him. Exactly. She doesn't. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm ready to watch this. Come on. <laughs> My wife went away for a week back to oh. um, back uh, home to visit family and stuff. And so there was two shows that I could watch for the whole week. And I just kept watching those two shows. <laughs> and there was 10 other shows that we watched together. I'm like, I can't wait to watch the new episode of The Good Place. Yeah. Oh, that is great, by the way. Mm. Maybe we should do a, a little what are we loving this week thing. And we can, you, you or I, maybe both of us, we'll combine our, we'll combine our time, What? Aiden. That's not fair. <laughs> We're gonna you can't up. do that. We're going to have double time. Did I tell you about The Good Place? Did nah, I recommend- nah, like, we just sort of randomly. Because oh, I've been recommending it, it to at the moment. Oh, it is so good. Let's talk about it that a bit more later. Uh, I want to do a lot, but I, I feel like I've got something here that bridges very nicely with this. With the fact there's so much TV, I think there's space for someone to be creating great standalone episode dramas. Not the like heavily serialized, if you miss an episode, you don't know what the hell's going on. There's I think there's room for that. I sort yeah. of want a show where I can just watch an episode and then it exists in its own bubble. Yeah, that's called a movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. That's well, like, has any either of you watched Suits? Yes. Yeah. I think small amounts. Right. So 
I really, really liked season one of Two of Suits because what happened is there was basically a court case of the week and there was a tiny amount of serialization where there was a little bit of background story that carried over from episode to episode, but the clear focus was on the court case of the week and it was really enjoyable. And then about season three or four, they basically, there were no court cases. It went heavily serialized and to me, lost its charm. I'm just looking for a great show and often the problem is standalone shows are just like NCIS and crap like that and it well, sucks but or your someone traditional, could do it well your traditional sitcoms usually like your old school sitcoms are, are just standalone like your Happy yeah. Days and your Morgan yeah. Mindy and other shows that my parents have talked about in the past yeah yeah <laughs> I think there's space for that. Yeah. I think someone could do that. I, and you're right. Like, those types of shows are kind of considered old now, and just they're very rarely done, unless that's, yes, yeah, CSI or whatever one of them is going. It sucks. Yeah. I think it's CSI uh, Mount Gambia. I think that's the latest. <laughs> would, would not surprise me. <laughs> All right, I got uh, another one. It's sort of like another angry one. Um, CGI, question mark. You haven't really posed much of a question there. CGI. I I don't know. I just. I I feel that CGI. Is is it ruining blockbuster movies in a way? I need more information. Explain yourself a little bit. So, like. I feel that, uh, say, back in the 70s or 80s and even early 90s, when CGI was just, like, really only able to complement whatever had been filmed. Um,. Like it could like enhance a shot, but it couldn't really be the entire shot, if you know what I mean. Okay, yep. Um, like that was okay because it meant that the filmmakers had to be creative about the way that they filmed things. They had to sort of maybe cut corners. They maybe had to not show some of the action because they did, there was just no physical way to do the thing that they needed to do. Right. Whereas now in like superhero movies, uh, we're just getting so much CGI. You can do anything in a movie and it makes me less invested when I'm watching it because I'm I, I'm just going, that's just an action sequence in CGI. Well, not even just action sequences. Like, the life of Pi. <laughs> oh. It's just like a guy on a boat the whole time but yeah. every aspect of that film is CGI. Oh, any movie now with Harrison Ford? I feel like his oh. face is CGI. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, yeah. you're like, mm. Is that his actual face, or has he just ordered a little yeah. bit of CGI Botox there? Well, they do that. They're, they are like literally CGIing actors. Oh, because that, like the Star Wars, the Star Wars thing one, with the which guy creepy. that died. Yeah. Oh, he looks so okay, explain. bad. Explain for everyone. In uh, uh, Rogue One, um, was it Peter Cushing? Oh, I don't know the name. I think it sounded right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Say that again. Peter Cushing. You, Cushing? you don't have that up. Yeah, crescendo at Cushing. the end. <laughs> I think it was him. But like, he was essentially just. Uh, they got an actor who looked like him back uh-huh. because, of course, the the movie is set before the nineteen seventy seven whatever it was movie. Mm-hmm. Um. But he had died since, and they got another actor who looked like him, but they just motion-captured his face and put Peter Cushing's face on his. Okay, well, the, you can't be that annoyed. This is not exactly a new thing being done in Hollywood. No. Uh, as three gentlemen sitting in the room that are big <laughs> fans of Back to the Future, yeah, like they were the, the pioneers <laughs> of this kind of technology. They did it for whole actors that refused to be in the film sequels. Well, they flipped him upside down. Yeah, <laughs> that's you know true. What I mean. And put like prosthetics on him. But this is an actor who actually had like passed away. And I understand, like you kind of, if you want to do a, prequel which is essentially what the movie is you kind of want to have that actor in it mm. but i feel like there would have been a way if it had been if the movie had been made in the 80s they would have found a more creative way to yeah, deal yeah. with that situation 
as opposed to just going, fix it with a computer. It, it does look very fake. I, yeah. I would say that scene, like you, it sort of, the reason I don't like it, and these heavily CGI'd moments like that mm. actor being brought back to life, is because it sort of snaps me out of the moment and I realise that I've stopped watching a film and it feels like I'm watching a cutscene in a computer game. Yeah. yeah, but it's, so that blows it's only, the reality to me. It's only going to get better, though. Like, do you remember, uh, and I'm talking animation now, but when um, Toy Story came out and they mm. didn't show many, many humans in it because they looked too fake and weird. But now all the, like, cartoon films have got, like, a... Humans yeah. in but, them, and they look real. But didn't that like? I thought that in Toy Story, that made it better. That kind of established the world of the toys, I, and then like you know, no, who cares about the humans? Like they were just the feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> that was cool. But they, but now they can have the humans in them, and they do look real and things. And mm. that's that's like twenty years later. Think of what CGI is going to be in twenty years. Do you want a world where? You don't need You're an not, actor. <laughs> yeah, we don't even have an actor. It's just some CGI'd creation. I don't know if I want that. Yeah. Well, it's like the mad, the most recent Mad Max in a way. Like there was obviously CGI in it to complement a lot of those big action sequences, but a lot of those stunts were real, and it kind of made me far more interested in the movie. I was like engrossed because I was like, "Whoa, that looks so hard hitting." I totally agree. Yeah, I think there should be more actual doing of things yeah creating the moment with real life effects yeah, yeah. all or right like, all right tom cruise <laughs> or like jaws you know the trick was just don't show the shark because it looks like a piece of shit <laughs> so don't show it and suddenly you've got a movie which is really tense yeah. i think it's i think it's better without this is a much more trivial, lighter issue for everyone and something that I've just uh, noticed and want to see whether you guys have anything to say about this. So in the 90s, uh, with rappers, <laughs> did you notice that there was a lot of ice going around? So you got vanilla ice, yeah, yeah. you got ice tea, ice tea. Ice and cube. ice cube. Oh, yeah. Yep. Fast forward 10 years later, sort of early 2000s. And you had songs like Ice Ice Baby. No, no, no. <laughs> Vanilla Ice put out Ice Ice oh, Baby. Of course. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's late. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> I'm bringing this musical issue up with the wrong people, I think. But... <laughs> yeah, I know rappers. <laughs> okay, so fast forward 10 years later. Hoping and a bopping. <laughs> you had a lot of little guys. So you had like Ooh. Lil John, Lil Wayne, Lil Kim. Lil Wayne Knight. Yeah, Lil Wayne Knight. Oh, I'm going to interrupt you. <laughs> Lil Bow Wow. Eden had this great meme that I made him post on Reddit and it just bombed and he was... Got zero upvotes. <laughs> we'll come back to you in a sec. But basically there was Lil Wayne and Wayne Knight is Newman from Seinfeld. Yep. Lost a, just a ton of weight. Got real skinny, so just Eden made a little meme on one side, Lil Wayne, and on the other side, Lil Wayne Knight, or weight lossy. I thought it was genius. Bombed on Reddit. Yeah. And Eden's been devastated. Yeah, can't go back onto Reddit now. (laughs) I forced him to post it. He's like, no, people won't like it. And he was right. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, go on with your littles. Well, my question is, what's the next one? (laughs) So we've had our ices, we've had our lils. What's the new one going to be? You've had a sort of like an element and a a, a size. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Element. I just think it's funny that we literally go in waves of like everyone's called something to do with ice. Maybe a a fair few anyway. Maybe it'd be a time. A a time frame of some kind? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) it's T (laughs) o'clock. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, it works in bands as well. Like, there was a whole lot of the bands. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, The Clash, The Ramones, The Strokes. Oh, I don't and then know, the in Strokes the 90s, numbers were a real thing. Yeah, yeah Blink-182, Blink Blink Sum 41, <laughs> yep. all those sort of guys. Green oh. Day 75. Uh, <laughs> what? Um, like, 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 we go in waves. So, yeah. what's the next wave going to be when it comes to naming a band you or You are looking or... at two... <laughs> White nerdy guys <laughs> who are going to have no insight into the next wave of rap coolness. <laughs> Sorry, I brought it up. <laughs> Mine's a bit of a good news one. Nice. I just uh, I just read in the Guardian uh, today that for the second year in a row, this is in the UK, book sales have increased. And ebook sales have decreased. Hmm. And just to put that in further context, real physical book sales are approximately four to five times more popular still than ebook sales, which are now in decline in the UK two years in a row. And supposedly, according to this uh, article, being driven by the youngest generation of readers. Wow. How does that strike you? Wait, as in like the young people like the paper and As whatnot. in like teenagers, young <laughs> you sound, 20s. You yeah, they're, so they're, old they're when wanting, you said that. The young people wanting like paper the paper? Books. Yes, the young people <laughs> enjoy the papyrus. The kitty winks. Right. <laughs> well, I prefer a book, definitely. I, it doesn't mean I actually read it, but there's, <laughs> there's several of them sitting beside my bed. I prefer an ebook, honestly. Like, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that way, I can sort of. I don't like to carry around an like a book in my bag because my bag is small. So yeah, you can get a bigger fit, bag. I don't want to get a bigger bag Solution. just for a book. I get an iPad. I'll just read it on an iPad. <laughs> oh, I can't read on an iPad. I can. I hate the the screen. It's so bright. It you doesn't can, relax you, me. You got like a button that can like dim it and like put it into like a little sepia tone. It's not the same. Oh, it helps. <laughs> What about Kindles and that? Do you use those? No, I'm pretty much all on iPad. And I, I really enjoy having... Because that way I've got the book on me like all the time because on my phone as well. It syncs up to my phone. So wherever I am, I can just like read a chapter. I'm really surprised when I, when I jotted this down... Because your house has a ton of books on display. Yeah, no, I I do like books. I, I have to admit I love them, but I probably do most of my reading on an ebook wow. or an iPad, yeah. I'm, I, yeah, I, I hate doing that. Wow. I think some part of me likes the show-offiness of reading a book in public. Oh, yeah, it's like, an achievement if I've actually got through a book. <laughs> Look at what I'm reading, everyone. <laughs> I'm reading literature. Whereas on a screen, and I could just be doing anything yeah, stupid. Looking up porn. Exactly. <laughs> I want people to know I'm reading a book, or at least I want to have a Playboy inside the book I'm reading <laughs> for people not to know that. Like an 80s teen comedy. Yeah, yeah. A, a Grey's Sports Almanac. <laughs> Ooh la la! Ooh la la! Anyone got anything else they want to bring up? Not really. Did you hear that Tarantino uh, wants to do a Star Trek movie? <laughs> I knew he, you've even got topics about Star we're not, Trek. We're not I didn't, saying that I didn't one. realize. That's not no, I didn't realize that I was like all on the Star Trek on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote it down. Oh, I'll steer clear of the track. <laughs> Does anyone here still? Purchase music yes. regularly. Yes. 
You are a massive music nerd, though, so I feel like it's slightly... Take that back. Nerd <laughs> is, should not be associated with music. Thank you. We've got Don't our you res- point at me. <laughs> I can see you pointing at me, sir. We've got our resident nerd over here. I do not want the nerd word associated with music. Do you thing. buy the physical product or do you buy digital downloads? A uh, little bit of both, um, but mostly I buy the physical product. So uh, you've been to my house many times. You are I a have, big CD displayer. I've got the CDs. I've got the um, record collection. I like a physical copy. Occasionally, I will buy the digital version, but it's literally only if I can't get my hands on the physical copy in Australia. So, for instance... Um, Slutface's um, last EP was not released in Australia. You're both looking at me. What, Dan, you've never heard of Slutfaces? No, I have never. I love their uh, dulcet tones over a dinner party. <laughs> I'm more of a Faces of a Slut fan. Ah, yes. There's a spin-off band. Yes. Look, they're a, they're a girl punk band from Norway. Um, so their last EP oh, was... Oh, look at oh, me. Oh, I listen to such... I listen to music you've never heard of. They're girls and they're you. European. <laughs> you asked my opinion. Hey, I didn't say that you had to get all artsy with all. Oh, did I say what European punk bands are you listening to at the moment, Aiden? I said, no, do you purchase things? <laughs> so the answer then is that I bought their EP online from iTunes because I could only get it there. You couldn't get it in Australia, but their new album that came out a couple of weeks ago. All right, well done, I music got, nerd. You I, buy stuff. I got the Eden. actual physical copy. <laughs> Do you purchase music these days? N- no. Uh, I sort of feel bad saying that in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you're like, you are a music guy. Um, and like, no, I, I don't. I'm not ever an album. I have a music subscription. Yeah, yeah. So like a streaming service. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's about it. And that's where I'm at. Yeah. I used to love buying albums. And I I used to like the purchasing of an album. And this sort of perhaps links, maybe I'm I'm pining for the way I consumed media in the past. I feel like this links to the too much TV thing. Hmm. With this streaming service, I was just like, Sure, I'll listen to that album, I'll download that, I'll have that, I'll have that. And I just don't get into as, an album as much or as deeply as I would have in yeah. years gone past. And that maybe that's partly just age, as you don't connect as much with stuff yeah. when you're a bit older, out of your formative years. No, I, I, think that, I, think that, I think that because there's so much that I agree that you can you don't connect with something as much. But what I do feel is that... If I am listening to something and I'm like, oh, that is some interesting sound or whatever, like I will go and check it out and I'll check out more of the things and then I will like sort of dive into that band or the album or whatever. Just just throw one out there, for instance. Who's, okay, who's okay. the last one you dove into? All right, all right. Well, okay. Uh, this was a while ago, but uh, The Decemberists. I really okay. like The Decemberists. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a huge Decemberist fan. See, I, I buy some vinyl, but... That's. I think maybe that's where the vinyl renaissance has come from. It's sort of like a little bit of a pushback against the, you know, the the, yeah. the streaming service era of music consumption. Well, but- maybe. I was going to say, maybe that's the whole thing with, like, you know, you were saying about ebook things, like, uh, declining, um, golden age of television, but bad for viewers. Bad, like, maybe there is just this general pushback to a, a simpler time. Well, it just comes back to what you value. <laughs> like, I value music very highly, so I spend a lot of money on music, and... 
um, that's that's what I enjoy. So yeah. that's where I what I spend my money. Yeah, and I feel yeah. slightly bad because I know like how little artists get paid per yeah. stream. Right, oh, it's nothing. a joke. Like nothing. Like that's a bad. minuscule of a cent, it's basically. Yeah. Right, and so I feel bad, especially because you know. A lot of the stuff I listen to is just like Australian guys. Like, I love you and mine, Tim Rogers. That's probably been the number one music love of my life. Mm. And I've always bought their albums. And I'm still at a point where I'm like, no, 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 I'll buy all their albums. But I'm like too behind now. And I'm still like in my head. I'm like, oh, I'll buy them one day. I'll buy them. But I haven't. Have, yeah. you read the, have you read his new book? I am reading his new book right now. Yes. So, <laughs> And it's actually, it's, it's great. It's, it's very Tim Rogers-y. It meanders <laughs> all over the place. It's very... It's very verbose and grandiose, but it's very uh, it's very cool as well. Very very fun. All right, well let's do this uh, because you brought up the good place, Aiden. Uh, let's have a quick whip around, and because again, there's just the three of us, we'll have thirty seconds to talk about something we are enjoying. But you and I, Aiden, are joining forces, oh, <laughs> and we have, not fair. We have got a minute between us, Aiden, to talk about the good place. I'm going to let you start, and I'll keep an eye on the time, and I'll just jump in if you run out of steam. Well, I was going to use my time to talk about Slut Face, but um, obviously, no, <laughs> nope. we'll, we'll talk about The Good Place. Look, Good Place is a brilliant sitcom, and my favourite thing about it is it has massive twists and turns you do not see coming, and it's made by the guy that made Parks and Rec oh. and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And, was in uh, on the American office, right? Yeah. Part of the wow. team. Yeah, and yeah. so it's, it's basically set in a heaven-ish place, and the premise is that uh, a girl has gotten into this heavenly place by accident and she's not meant to be there. And, and stars and- Ted Danson. That's, to me, wow. such a selling point. And my wife thinks that grey-haired old Ted Danson is the <laughs> really? hottest man on the planet. Wow. I, I'm not joking. It's sort of strange, but... You know, maybe when I'm that old, she'll find me attractive again. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's a really funny show, isn't it? That, oh, it's hilarious. That, and you don't see this coming. Like, it's actually Great really well written. as well. Which you don't see in sitcoms these days. Like, it's usually just the set and forget and, you know, back to the standard. So watch it on Netflix. Season two's dropping week by week. We went over time. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's but, okay. Hey, no, who cares? What? <laughs> Ian, your time starts now. What? Go. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I, I didn't have anything prepared, but I'm going to go for another game. This one's called Mini Metro, and this is on iOS and a bunch of other mobile devices. It is fantastic. You are given a, uh, a number of stations, train stations from different cities around the world, um, and you have to connect up their train s- system, basically. <laughs> Ten it's, seconds. It sounds boring, but it's a thoroughly entertaining game. It is so addictive. It's got some really nice background music. Uh, check it out, Mini Metro. <laughs> Mini Metro. Is it cheap? Uh, yeah, I think it's like it's not. I never want to pay more than a few dollars for. Yeah, this one I think was like six. And even then, I'm like, "Mm." this one was like six or seven, but like it won a few awards. I think. I don't think I've ever purchased a game really on iPhone. Anyway, I, 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 my purchasing of iPhone stuff goes up when I know I'm going to be taking a flight. In like yeah. a week, so yeah. I'm just like, let's find something that I like. I think <laughs> the last game I purchased for that reason a couple of years ago was that one about checking papers at the. Oh, like, papers, please! Papers, That's please! That's the best. That was good, man. That was <laughs> I love papers, please. So strangely enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Spend the entire. Have you played it? You basically spend the whole game in like a, an Eastern European like. 
passport checkpoint. In a, just a booth. In a booth, and you just are like checking people's papers so that they can enter the country or not and approving them. Or disapproving, <laughs> or disapproving them. them. And, and if then you get like, it wrong, it doesn't sound it's fun. fun. It sounds like work. <laughs> it is. It is. But that's partly what makes it so enjoyable. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm working. And it's stressful. Like, you've got to check that yeah. like the, the country's logo is correct and all this yeah. stuff. And you're going through your manual. And at the end of each day, you sort of earn a bit of money and you can it's sort of, you know, you go towards some of your heating bill, some of your food, and then suddenly your mother gets done a, sick. <laughs> if you've done a crap job and you haven't got enough people through the checkpoint that day, you know, you might have to decide not to buy medicine for your son and he <laughs> dies and you're like, oh, no. Or you let someone through the checkpoint and they just immediately shoot someone yeah. like they're a terrorist. And you're like, oh, no. uh, Messed it up. Yeah, so good. Strange game. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for listening to uh, this uh, special edition episode of My First Time, where we just get to uh, get some stuff off our chest. Uh, Of course... If it's your first time listening, well, thank you for listening. That's not what we usually do. Go back and download some of the old episodes where we look at films such as The Shining, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Dirty Harry, Breakfast Club, things like that. That's an interesting thought you just brought up there. Our first time we watch films uh, or listen to music or whatever, a social activity, and that's like our first time we talk about it. It could be somebody else's first time listening to our podcast. Meta! Boom! (laughs) Trippy. Trippy. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening. Uh, Subscribe, download, review, find us on social media, and uh, recommend us to a friend. We'll catch you next time. Bye. The actual answer to the question is, I would be more inclined to do a, a Star Trek.